You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I am Kristen Maxwell, and in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I am going to be talking to Christina Medina about the lifestyle of manifestation. And I am really excited to talk to her because she has her own process of transformation. And as a life coach and Reiki energy healer, she now helps and has for quite a while, many years, helped others transform. Her focus is to help others learn to really fall in love with themselves, to step into their power, take control of their creation, of their reality, and manifest their true dream life, which sounds really awesome to me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, welcome to Christi- uh, Christina, to your superpowered mind. Thank you. Yeah, it is awesome. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Kristen. I'm really happy to be here. Yes, I am really excited to just hear more about you and and how you look at this process of getting out of um, the gook we sometimes yeah. find ourselves in or create or whatever <laughs> and get yeah. to a place of light. But my first question is always, what superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind? Transmuting energy. That was a a big thing for me. Um, And, you know, I, if you would have asked me years ago what that meant, I would have had no idea, but essentially it's taking the energy and the feeling uh, behind an emotion or a thought and transmuting it to something that's more empowering. And um, I feel like that, that is my greatest superpower and I use it all the time. <laughs> Living in New York City, I transmute that energy all day long. Wow. That yeah. is really, really powerful. So, and I'm assuming that most of the people who are listening to this, just because this is the kind of people we attract, know what you mean. But can you give me an example? Like, of how have you done that maybe in the past week or so? Okay. So, um, I often, you know, it doesn't matter how often, um, I speak in front of people. There's always this, the little me inside. And so there's, I, I like to say there are things in the basement that still come up insecurities about public speaking. And so I've been giving workshops more frequently and, and it doesn't matter how long I've been doing it there. There's that little feeling that will come up. That's like, Oh, what if I don't know what to say? Or what if I mess up or something like that? Or what if I get tongue tied or I just go completely blank? And so um, one of the quickest ways to transmute that energy or an example of that is taking the feeling of I'm so nervous and turning it into I'm so excited to do this. I'm so excited to have this opportunity. So that's 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 one way. And another way that I've experienced it also this week is, 
you know, I see it's New York City. There are, you know, there are people of of many um, economic backgrounds, and there's always going to be someone with more than you or someone that has a success over you. And while I don't really think of myself as a jealous person, um, I have worked with several people on feelings of jealousy, like seeing others um, succeed and feeling that tinge of jealousy. And, and so we've worked on, let's take that feeling of jealousy because that's a part of your human experience. It's a natural human feeling, but you can transmute that energy into feeling inspiration and um, excitement to figure out how did they do it or finding out more. How did you get here? If you can do it, I can do it. So, so that's what I mean by transmuting that energy into something that is empowering rather than something that disempowers you and um, leaves you feeling uh, lower vibrational feelings, feeling negative. Yes. I love that. And I'm making a lot of, uh, notes here because I want to go back to mm-hmm. and sort of unpack some of this. Um, and, and, you know, sort of just what you were saying with the jealousy, it's that idea of I I can remember when I figured out how to look at jealousy as a sign. Okay, there's something there that I want yes. that I'm not creating that I so this is a message to me to go and look into that. Beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, it was like, Oh, okay. I'm feeling envious. Okay. What are you not getting? And what are you not doing, Kristen? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go deeper into the lifestyle of manifestation. And I will tell you everybody that I picked that as the title because on your website, you say that manifestation is a lifestyle. And I just love that. Um, Mm -hmm. But Before we go to break, can you let people know where they can find your website and look into it themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking. It's uh, mindsettomanifestation.com on everything, all the social and the website. Great. Mm Mindsettomanifestation.com. Great. So before we go to break, just want to remind all the rest of you too, also that if you're interested in discovering more about what we do at Superpower Experts, head over to superpowerexperts.com and check out some of our programs there. But hang on, and we'll be right back. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high-vibe connections, Superpower Masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Welcome back, everyone. I am talking to Christina Medina about the lifestyle of manifestation. And, you know, one of the things you talk about on in your materials is how you yourself have gone through a process of transformation, that you didn't start out being in the place where you are now. And I think it's always helpful to people to, to hear that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how did you get in this journey? And okay, in five sentences or less. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, this, we're talking about years here, but yeah. um, so to make this a long story, very short, Um, I experienced a lot of abandonment as a child and I was in, um, generational, um, alcoholism and there was a abuse of 
of multi levels, like emotional, physical. Um, there was just a, a lot of stuff that happened in my upbringing that essentially executed sort of a program. I like to look at it like a mental program that I was living that made me feel incredibly insecure and incredibly unworthy. And I believe that love was painful, like that love should include pain. And uh, through the program that started as a child and and what happened throughout my early adulthood and even into like um, I don't know, middle adulthood. I don't really know that that's what you call it, but into my thirties, um, I had been in several, uh, relationships with wounded, uh, people with wounded men and because I was wounded. So I was attracting what I essentially was as well to people coming together that were wounded, feeling unworthy of love. And so, um, to kind of summarize real quick, I got married, um, left my hometown of Kansas City, Missouri, moved to New York City with my then husband. This was 15 years ago. Within just a few months, we split up and I was on my own in a city, went through a recession and lost my job twice and was just having like uh, several years of a dark night of the soul. And one particular night was especially dark. And uh, I was fortunate enough to, to find my way home and wake up the next morning. And I realized that I needed to change everything about my life. I had lost my job twice. I put myself through, you know, I'm the first person in my family to graduate high school, let alone graduate college, and then also um, move to another state, especially a place like New York City. And um, I was then now forced to bartend because I had to pay my bills. And, you know, I, I lost my job in an art gallery twice, which was the whole reason why I moved to New York. So my world fell apart around me. And on that especially dark night of the soul, I woke up and I basically had like a, a knowing or a voice or whatever, you know, I call it my inner guide urged me to, and I didn't know what that was at that moment, but I know what it is now. And I was urged to find a job working in a yoga studio. So if I had to work in a bar at night to pay my bills, at least during the day, I could be in a place of of what I thought would be healing and um, mindfulness and, and living in this extreme opposite end of the spectrum um, of being in the yoga studio. And so that really kind of set off that trajectory of healing and, you know, becoming, you know, working with a life coach, becoming a life coach and becoming a Reiki practitioner and then Reiki master and just opened up my mind to so many things that I don't know that just, where I didn't even realize were there, you know, that existed in the world. And it, and it through all of that, my life just started completely changing. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, you help other people get into and go through this process of transformation and with this emphasis on manif- manifestation. And I guess, what do you mean when you talk about manifestation? What does that mean to you? Yeah. Well, I mean, you have like, okay, so there's a couple things, Kristen, you've got like the 3d world or the, the, the world of goals and all the steps you need to take to get there to execute and accomplish the goal. So that's, that's a manifestation in the simplest form, but then there's also manifestation, which I think of in a more spiritual aspect where it's not just setting goals. It's also having a faith of some kind 
to um, help guide you through it, to be open to maybe this is the goal, but perhaps there's something bigger and better waiting for me. And because I'm in a limited human, like I have a limited human perception based on my past experiences, people, places, and things that I've known, um, there is something greater than, than what I can even conceive. And so I'm open to that. Mm, that's lovely. Yeah. Something bigger than we can even perceive. And that is such a, such not what we do as humans. Right. Well, you know, Kristen, um, uh, all of this up-leveling, this changing of my life, which, you know, it's, it's drastically different from, you know, where I was not even just in childhood, but just in, you know, the, the 10 years ago when I really set out on this spiritual journey, you know, living in a fifth floor East Village walk up, barely making enough money to pay my my rent. I have no idea how I actually paid my rent. And I was able to eat organic food. Like I have no idea how this happened. But but then, you know, advancing and up-leveling in my life to getting to the place where now, you know, I have a beautiful I I bought a home. I never even thought I would be the kind of person to buy a home, let alone like a two and a half million dollar condo with an incredible view in lower Manhattan, looking over the New York Harbor, just among other things. And I don't want to, I don't want to anchor this like into the materialistic Mm -hmm. because that's not what manifestation lifestyle is necessarily about, but those are the, those are the, the outcomes of, you know, getting to the root of everything. Those are the results that happen as a, as a result of addressing the root but the thing I wanted to tell you was, you know, when we were talking about bigger and th- better things that we can conceive, I had a mantra that I often cried, you know, when I was crying and I was in a situation where I was having major growing pains with trying to stretch myself to advance to another level in my life and being met with a lot of like dark stuff that I call like stuff down in the basement. And that's like shadow side stuff, shadow Mm -hmm. self. I would cry and I had a mantra that was bigger and better things are coming to me. I don't know how, and I don't know when, but I know they're coming. And that mantra got me through so many tears and so much uncertainty because it allowed my mind to accept the fact that I don't know the best thing for me, but I know that the best thing for me is coming to me and I need to let go of trying to control it all and have faith and trust and just keep showing up for myself. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, all you listeners rewind that and listen to that again, because that is, (laughs) that's taking the hopelessness around when things are, when you're uncertain and not knowing where to go, and saying, how can you change how you show up in this situation and have hope yeah. and be opening yourself up to possibility rather than shutting yourself down in this never works. This always happens to me. Mm-hmm. The world is scary and awful. Exactly. And it, and it, 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 that mantra, I've shared it with so many people and people I've worked with and it, it, it works wonders. I mean, I'm, I'm just a one example of, of how effective that mantra is. Um, yes. Yeah. That's, that's great. I, I have a version of it. It's not quite as, as set and mine is more trusting that I am being shown the way 
Mm. Like, I don't know right now. I don't know. I just, and you can hear, I've had plenty of angst in my past, which is why I'm here too. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. And I can trust I'm going to be shown. I'm going to be shown and yeah. ask, please show me. What do I do next? Where do I go next? Oh yes. I've asked those questions too out loud. Like, what do I do next? Just show me, just let me know what I need to do and I will do it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And it feels sometimes like, ah, show me faster. (laughs) Yes. No, exactly. Show me faster. Why isn't this happening faster? Yes. Yes. But yeah. And and what I find is there's so much of being able to be in this situation that feel that looks dark and feels dark and being able to say, okay, there's an alternative reality and there's an alternative way of looking at this that I'm not seeing. Yeah. And really just calling on that. I mean, sometimes it's a process of saying, okay, what's a different way of looking at that this feels better, even if I don't believe it. Yeah. What is a different way you could look at this? Exactly. You know, one of the things I've been playing with a lot in my head and, and, and I've talked about it on my podcast too, is just me in an alternate reality, like imagining yourself in an alternate reality. What does you, you know, Kristen in an alternate reality, how does she respond to this? Yes, <laughs> and I just playing with that, you know, and, 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 and in my alternate reality, I kind of see like the me that kind of has it all figured it out, figured out, you know, at least in the way that, I feel is figured out enough, you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe she's a few steps further than me or something like that. My ideal version, you know, that's just a constant journey, like getting there, but I can access her wisdom anytime I want to, I can cross, you know, if we want to get really out there, we can cross through to the other dimensions and access her wisdom. And she can share that with me, you know, how would she handle this situation? Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. So when people are, and this is the thing, when people are so stuck in their situations, I mean, it is really hard to change how you're looking at them and show up differently. It is really, really hard. And what I love, it seems like about your work is that you are not just the mind part of it, because the mind part of it is, you know, what are the beliefs? What have you learned to think? Mm -hmm. And it's not just the energy and stepping out of it, but it's all of these together and the physical and the things that are, you know, inside our body too, that we're carrying. Yeah. Oh my God, Kristen, you are getting me really excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's really much more of a holistic mind, body, spirit, soul approach. And, you know, I, I often... I love to think about, um, think and feel about situations and and try to figure out newer ways to kind of articulate these thoughts and what comes up for me Mm -hmm. and um, come up with analogies and things like that, because I want to help to break through, like have breakthroughs for people. So this information can just come in and just click for them, you know, and really resonate. And I was thinking a lot about, you know, when you limit yourself, because a lot, I mean, manifestation, it's, it's kind of a trendy thing and, um, you know, on social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I feel like it's almost kind of like how law of attraction was 15, 20 years ago. It's kind of turned into like a, like a parlor game kind of thing. If that, if that makes yes. sense, but oh, totally. it's a, yeah, it's a novelty almost. And, um, but I, I don't think it is 
However, I feel like what we're what we're witnessing are these manifestations of a physical thing like money or a soulmate or, you know, a, a car or, you know, just things like that, like physical objects um, or people, maybe a situation. But the reality is the manifesting of the one thing is really um it's just an af- affirmation of the limitedness that you feel like what you feel you deserve. Like yes. why would you just try to manifest one thing? If you felt like you were worthy of, you know, infinite limitless possibility, you you're worthy of so much more than that. Um, and I, I believe that that in itself, like trying to manifest the one thing or whatever um, it sends kind of like a, a vibration, like an echo out into the universe that, that of limitation. rather than the holistic approach. Yes. I love that. Yes. Yes, Affirms that like, okay, well, I'm only worthy of this, this manifestation. Yes. And and there's a way in which I guess the way I love the way you're putting it and the way that I sort of think about it is we think there's something, something material that we want And yet until you can step into the feeling that you think you're going to get when you have the thing, you're not going to manifest it. If that makes sense. Right. It's stepping into that place of joy or um, feeling completed or peaceful. And that's what then allows it to come to you. I, I guess is sort of, yeah, no, it does. But I mean, I think the root of it is the peace and the feeling like a lot of times people want to manifest more money because they want more freedom or they want security. It's really not about the money necessarily. It's about the feelings that are attached to it. Yes. You know, exactly. are they, yeah. Or maybe they want a flashy car. They want to manifest this whatever car because they feel that that will gain, they'll gain respect and admiration from people. You know, people will believe that they finally made it. They're trying to prove something within themselves. And in, and oftentimes, you know, people will, will, will manifest. They'll, they'll bring those things into their life, you know, um, and they'll get it and they'll realize that it's not, it's not enough. There's something more that's, that's, that's missing. Um, and we can bounce from one thing to another, trying to bring things into our life. And, you know, I've had that exact, I've lived that exact experience. I worked, um, and, you know, completely shifted several times in my career and shifted, um, eight years ago, nine years ago, and, and got into real estate while I was still on my spiritual journey And, um, I only got into real estate because I wanted to, um, have enough money to open a wellness center, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that's what I thought I would do, but I got into it and I realized actually good at it and it was very lucrative. So I just kept manifesting or accomplishing more and more and all, everything I learned through my coaching and through my energy work helped me to work through that. It wasn't easy. And that was, those were all those growing pains, pains I mentioned. Um, but you know, you can get to the top of your industry. You know, I had a particular goal that I accomplished pretty quickly, but you know, when I find, I mean, relatively quickly, but when I got there, I realized it's not enough, you know, and then I actually said goodbye to it (laughs) after all that work. (laughs) I know. Isn't that great? And I used to be a litigation attorney for many years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
and it's uh, it is very different. Looking yeah. at yeah, so yeah, you can get the thing, but it's still not what you're looking for. No, and but I also I will tell you that I there have been plenty of times in my life before. Like, I, you know, obviously very, very still much on my process, you know, and I get thrown back into, you know, feeling crappy and, yeah, and all of that. Well, I mean, we all do, we all do. And I have to be reminded, you know, where, where are you? Is there a different way of looking at this? But there's a way where I used to get mad where I would hear when I would listen to people talking the way we're talking now. Uh-huh. Because it's sort of like, well, it's so amorphous and uh, it's easy for you to say, you know, it's very interesting, actually, as I'm saying, Mm. and apparently I need to look at this a little bit more, you know, because it's like, well, show me how to do it. Yes. That's it. Show me. Well, right. uh, okay. So you can show someone how to do it, but they've got to be willing to keep the promises to themselves and show up for themselves. I feel like that's the biggest thing because Kristen, tell me if I'm wrong, but the easiest things to get results. I mean, okay. So often to get results, it doesn't take some kind of weird ceremonial thing where you do this or do that. Um, and you jump through hoops and all of this, it's really just about doing certain specific foundational things that get you the results you want period just in anything in life like mm-hmm. exercising to lose weight okay well how do you lose weight will you exercise and you um pay attention to eating like clean foods and whatever it's just like really simple things drink more water you know some of the basic things but people would rather spend money on a really expensive smoothie you know like buying this smoothie blend that they saw on Instagram and getting this app and um buying this pill or something like that to solve the problem rather than just like the basic things so when it comes to like how do you do it how do you you manifest how do you live this manifestation lifestyle it's really about some basic things. Are you breathing? Are you focusing on your breath? Are you waking up with the, I mean, it doesn't even have to be waking up in the morning, but are you making time for yourself during the day? I like to do it in the morning because think about it. Most people do this in the morning because that's the time you get to yourself before everybody else starts wanting more of your time, but making that time for yourself to do like breath work, to be conscious of your breath throughout the day, make sure you're getting enough oxygen. If you're not getting enough oxygen, you're going to be grouchy. You're going to be tired and you're not going to think clearly. If you're not drinking enough water, same thing. So some basic things just for simple self-care, self-love and self-care. Number one is what is needed. So when you, like when you were talking about like getting angry or getting frustrated, well, I think what is needed is like, spending some time exploring where the anger is coming from, what frustration is, you know, and, and getting angry is a normal feeling as a human being. I mean, yes, there were this beautiful big spirit, you know, living in this human body, but living in this human body, we have a mind that has memories and responses and reactions to things. And so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have seen so many, I, I can't even tell you 
through my spiritual journey, how many free downloads I've received and, you know, like PDFs from websites and how many videos I've watched in the beginning when I was trying to figure it all out, like, well, how do I do this? And I would rewatch, you know, the secret over and over again, just like, what am I missing? What am I not doing? You know? And then as I've come along this journey, I realized that the simplest things were the things that were the most effective. And that was number one, making time to love, honor, and care for myself. That was number one. And when I had that foundation, it made the ability to tap into my intuition to make the choices that felt right for me and for honoring my truth. So then I was moving in the direction of whatever it is I wanted, or just at least moving into that feeling, the feeling of what it was I wanted, even though it had not manifested itself yet. Yes, I love that. And there's a way in which with I, um, that I often think that time for yourself where you're breathing and you're going inside. And when you can focus on calling up the energy of what you want and the feeling you want and the emotion that you want this, you know, often with, you know, meditation or whatever it is that takes us inside to find that peace. And I, I find that if you can take what I tell my clients to do is take a picture because I guess I'm visual of that feeling of that kinesthetic feeling, take a snapshot because once you have that inside of you, you can start to call it up again. Yeah. You can call it back up again and again and again, and then you remember to do it more. And then it starts to become more of who you are and how you show up. So it's not that you're getting rid of the bad feelings. It's that you're affirmatively stepping into, oh, wait, this is what I want to feel. And I've had it before and I'm going to get it again. I can get there again. Right. Exactly. And often, you know, the, like the bad feelings that come up, I do think it's always really important to, to pay attention to them because the bad feelings are there to, as messengers. And, you know, I, I do think like one of the things I try to to do is to just be very authentic with myself and the experiences I have. And that's, you know, one of the things it's really funny because when I first started on this journey, I remember thinking, well, maybe I need to leave New York city and live somewhere in California and just have like a life where I'm surrounded by people that are kind of thinking in the same way. Mm-hmm. And because in New York in New York is a, is a place like no other. And um, there, it is a melting pot of many different types of people and many different temperaments. And so, you know, you can encounter um, people that are angry all the time and want to take out their anger on you. And you can, you know, I'm also an empath, so I pick up a lot of the feelings. And so it's been, you know, this journey, I I fully believe the reason why I stayed in New York. Well, there's a couple different reasons why, because I did find my, the love of my life here, but um, was because I needed this contrast. I needed to live in this place where I was always being challenged by different personalities and, you know, work in an industry, you know, working for um, developers, like building developers, skyscrapers Mm -hmm. in New York City, 
a very um, like male dominated field and being a woman in this industry and being a minority as well, I needed to just be in all this contrast. I needed to be in, in, in these situations where I would be met with um, a lot of contrast to what I was looking for, which was just always peace. Like I just want to feel peace and I want to feel joy. Those are really the feelings that I, I live for but I had to find that peace and joy within myself. And I had to find my own way of getting back to that, despite whatever situation I was in. Yes. Ah, that's so great. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of that, I think really was just really getting to know who I am and what I really seek, like what's, what is, what are my values? What is valuable to me? And, you know, peace and joy, love, you know, just being in that, that space and being able to connect with people was really important to me. And so when I finally started like accepting that was really important to me, I started making decisions around that. And I was no longer willing to settle for situations that I wasn't living in my truth. You know, I, I was not, uh, I was not okay with being in situations where I felt dishonest or I felt that my self-care had to be compromised because someone, you know, not even because they tried to make me fearful, but because of the fear that I had within me that told me that I needed to always be available and not have healthy boundaries. So that way in the evenings I could take care of myself or I could take breaks when I need to and walk in Central Park or something like that to ground me. You know, I stopped I stopped allowing those things to be compromised and I started honoring myself and the energy around me started changing. And this goes back to that holistic, the holistic approach, because when I started really honoring myself and what I was seeking for my life in terms of the feelings I wanted to feel and the respect for myself and the honoring myself, honoring myself and the, and the love for myself. When, when I became very rooted in that being important to me and knowing that I deserve it and I'm worthy of it, all of it changed. All of the opportunities changed. They were in, they were far beyond anything I could have imagined. It opened doors for me. You know, I don't have to try to find something now, you know, it it's available to me now, but that's because I started realizing the value that I have and, and not just the value I bring to the table when it comes to like, um, something, you know, related to my business. I'm talking about the value I have as like a living, breathing human being in this world who is deserving of, of love, of, of a life that I choose from, of my own design, you know, of just being worthy of that as we really, as we all are, but recognizing that in myself. Yeah. And it's really, it's a process again, and this is where the mental part is unpeeling those beliefs that you have around it and being, wait, no, this is not the belief I want. And then stepping into the energy. I love that. Thank you so much for, for sharing this. And where can people learn more about you and how they could work with you and your podcast and all of that? 
Yeah. Well, again, it's all the same mindset to manifestation.com is the website. You can go there. I have a, I have a mailing list. So you can sign up for that. And, and what I try to do is I try to um, give as much as I can back in terms of like emails that coach you for the week and podcasts that kind of coach you for the week as well. So we explore a lot of that stuff. And if you're an empath, I, you know, this is a lot of my listeners are because what I say really resonates with them. Um, the podcast is also mindset to manifestation. That is great. Everybody check it out. And listeners, thank you for being here. Christina, thank you for doing the work you do and sharing it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on and and just giving me this platform to speak. Yes, it's fun. This is, I love, I mean, I was a lawyer before I realized I love pulling apart situations and figuring things out. This is exactly what I love to do now. (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel for you. That's it. I love it too. I love, I love being able to have these conversations with people who are like-minded and are just interested in exploring all of this stuff. It's so much fun. Yes, it really, really is. So everybody, until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 